0: everyone how's
1: it going hey guys welcome to badass woman in history i'm karis
0: this is kaylee
1: and as always today's episode is brought to you by andy hansen so badass woman in history is excited to announce our really cool partnership with her andy uh, an esthetician local to duluth minnesota who provides vegan non-toxic cruelty-free all-natural beauty services like eyelash extensions and waxing Andy takes clients by appointment only at the Color Lounge in Duluth and can be reached at 218-461-7792. In addition to those services, she has her own small business called Mindful Practice. With Mindful Practice, Andy researches new green beauty products, helps other companies build their internet presence, and does collaborations and trades to reach her goal of bringing awareness to the beauty world. Though mindful Practice, Through Mindful Practice, Andy partners and collaborates with another green beauty specialist and esthetician named Andrea. Andrea owns the Organic Escape Skin Studio in Carlsbad, California. Together, these women have come up with an online green beauty store and blog where they're constantly researching and trying new brands to have the best possible ingredient list on their cyber shelves. Stop their online store and read more about the best ways to practice green beauty at theorganicescape.com. We're really stoked to promote all of these amazing women-run small businesses because self-care is something that's really crucial for self-preservation. And so if your methods of skincare are along the lines of beauty treatments and products, treat yourself. If you book a service with Andy, mention the podcast, Badass Woman in History, uh, and you'll receive 10% off your first service with her. In addition, use the promo code MINDFUL to receive 10% off your order from TheOrganicEscape.com. Find more on these businesses and badass women by following their social media accounts at mindfulpractice underscore and at Organic Escape Skin Studio. I got eyelash extensions from Andy, and I'm going pretty strong a couple weeks later. I'm super, super enjoying them, and I never have to put on mascara, which is a super plus.
0: Oh, my eyebrows have never looked better. (laughs) I'm loving life.
1: Oh my goodness. And we also got some skincare from theorganicescape.com, which I am loving still. Uh, I feel like my skin is really, really uh, looking really good without makeup lately.
0: Yeah, I have oils and serums, and they smell so nice. (laughs) So, yeah, definitely make sure to hit Andy up, uh, give her a call, and go visit her at the Color Lounge out here in Duluth. Okay, so with that being said, we'll get started on our current events. All right. And so mine is just kind of like a... A spooky PSA for all of our listeners celebrating Halloween, which everybody probably knows this already, but, you know, sometimes you gotta preach to the choir, because the choir isn't always perfect. So, I'm sure, as you know, a lot of times, costumes can be more than just scary in a blood and gore sense of way, and especially, I feel like I see it more um, with people our age, college kids... Doing oh, yeah, some for sure. like, cultural appropriation. Probably because we don't have a lot of money to do really, really fancy costumes. So they're just like, oh, I'm just going like, to
1: on this, this sombrero.
0: poncho. Yeah. Ugh. So just a reminder that someone's culture is not a costume. If you happen to be dressing as a character who is a different race as you, you do not need to go in blackface. You should not go in blackface. Before you pile on the bronzer, research the history of blackface and, like, the oppressive nature of it.
1: And menstrual shows. mm -hmm.
0: And if you still can't understand why you shouldn't be going out with brown face paint on your face, maybe you should just stay at home. And also, along those lines, let's leave the slut-shaming back in ninth grade for real. If you're very concerned about how most costumes are marketed towards women... Um, how they tend to be more revealing. How about you work to understand that if someone is wearing that costume, they probably feel hot as fuck in it. And And you should respect that. And if you are so concerned about it, how about you work to create a safe atmosphere in your party spaces so people can party in as much or as little clothes as they want.
1: But please, 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 if you're going to a Halloween party and you're looking sexy as hell, um... Please make sure you're staying warm outside
0: when you walk to to the
1: party because we we know you're not driving because you're being responsible, dolts. Or when Um, you're just
0: standing outside waiting for your cab.
1: (laughs) Duluth got nine inches of snow this week and please stay safe.
0: It's like Um, the worst timing for this fucking snow.
1: The most wild um, statistic I ever heard when I moved to Duluth from Atlanta was the amount of people that die every year just from like... Getting drunk and falling asleep in the snow. It's wild, man. Yeah,
0: so everybody be careful this uh, weekend and here on out because it's gonna be cold as balls. Stay sexy but stay warm. Wear some breakaway pants over oh. your costume. Then Which we- really
1: is only gonna increase the effect of the costume. Right,
0: so when you show up to you to the event, just. What was that? <laughs> whip them off. <laughs> Uh, yes. Amazing. That'll, that'll go over well,
1: though. But yeah, awesome. Have a spoopy Halloween, y'all.
0: Yes, we're happy you're listening to us around Halloween. Hopefully. Maybe. Hopefully. I love Halloween. What, have you dressed up yet? No, we yet?
1: didn't. No. I, we're going to take a picture, I think, of a costume, but we're not going to like go around in it.
0: We're going to like <laughs> put on a costume for the Insta? For the Insta. What are you
1: doing? We were just gonna do Marjorie and Roger Caldwell from
0: Glensheen
1: from from the Glensheen Murders. <laughs> oh, yeah, we bought it. We bought a candlestick from the, Hobby Lobby, which it, it I actually regret.
0: Happened what the murder actually happened? You never talk about.
1: It. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we've got a. And I regret getting a candlestick from Hobby Lobby because of their their problematic problems. But I kept the receipt since we're only using it for the picture. <laughs> was, I was I I bought it with the intention of like I'm returning this
0: tomorrow. <laughs> I feel that I accidentally spent full price on a bralette of Victoria's Secret yesterday. Oh no! It was like I separates were forty percent off and. It was supposed to just be like sleepwear separates, and I thought that, that bralette fell under sleepwear because it looks very cozy.
1: And you just went through with it anyway.
0: And I bought it, and it was like thirty-five dollars. <sighs> which is not the worst amount of money it could have been, but I'm obviously still very salty about it because
1: did I ever tell you about the $35, time thirty-five dollars
0: and it should have been like twenty?
1: Did I ever tell you about the time I spent seventy dollars on tea?
0: From tea at Tibana? Yep. Mom.
1: Yep. They were like, oh, it's like t- 10% off if you buy a pound, and then like 20% off if you buy two pounds. Mm-hmm. And I went in w- and was like, this is the tea I want. And I knew what tea I wanted. And I didn't know what a good amount of tea to buy was. So she was like, I, I, it all it just happened very quickly. <laughs> she was talking really fast. And I was that's like, that's yeah, I get you. I'll do a pound. And then she, and it's winterberry, so it's a mix of the strawberry and the passion tea or something like that. Anyway, so she started mixing it, and then I realized just how much she was mixing it, and I was like, oh, no!
0: Do you still have some?
1: No, I, I will, once I realized how much it was, I was, she was mixing it, so I couldn't, like, be like, wait, no, never mind, I only wanted a few ounces! So I went home with two huge bags, like a po- literally a pound That's of tea. So much. It was $70. And my friend, this was freshman year and I didn't have a car, so my friend had driven me to a mall. And I think I had to meet her outside when she picked me up and she was like, um, what you got there? And I was like, $70 of tea. And I could I drank probably 10 cups of tea a day for like a month i just kept making it
0: holy shit well because the other
1: thing is like it goes out eventually like there, yeah it was a mess
0: (laughs) i i can relate that one time i went to tivana with my friend kate tanner and she like um we had no money Like, no money at all. Oh, yeah,
1: no, this was, like, my whole paycheck as a freshman in college.
0: We had no money, and we were literally just going to the mall because we were bored. Yeah. And we were, like, we can go to the mall, but we were buying no clothes. Mm -hmm. And so we, like, walked around, hit up all the stores, tried out some things, but whatever, didn't buy anything. And then we went to T-Bot, and we were, like, let's sample this. And then the lady was, like... Did
1: they drag you in? Did they give you the tour?
0: They were, like... You know, if you, like, buy this fancy tea maker thing, then you get the bag of tea and the rock candy on discount, the sugar, and I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. And it's it ended up being, like, $40, $50, and um, then I, like, have it, and I think I've used it twice. And... Do we going to
1: take that off your hands for you?
0: <laughs> and I like went to Asher's house and he has the same thing. And I was like, Did got you get to <laughs> They, got, like, okay, they <laughs> got you too. And now it's like, Well, what the fuck? Like, you plan on like moving in together like next year, two years. And you're like, We like, don't like, need no, we two of these. What the fuck? They got us both.
1: Oh my son of
0: a bitch!
1: They're going out of business. So,
0: to be honest, yeah
1: because Star, Starbucks bought them, and then they were like, J.K. Aww. were closing the store. Yeah, Brandon and
0: I were there today, and they're closing the store in the mall.
1: Yeah, well, they're closing all of Tivana.
0: All Tivana. The all Tivana
1: is closed. They're gonna like, ma- I think, make a select few of the teas at Starbucks, and that's it.
0: Christ. Yeah. That fucking
1: sucks. But anyway, well, it doesn't because they're gonna be having sales on all of their tea. Ooh. So now is the time to go. And get my perfect tea maker. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back <laughs> oh, for our bad episode history. Sure. So, you don't know who I have. You won't know who it is. This is kind of going back to the roots of like when I first started, kind of figuring out what I wanted to do when I wanted to make a podcast. Yeah, this is like what I originally envisioned for it, Ooh, and like better. what I what we're doing now, obviously I love, mm-hmm. but I want to I did want to put a little bit, a little, a little of my original baby idea
0: into yeah. here, so. Oh, I yeah, can't
1: wait. You just put on your winter coat. I
0: did. I am pretty
1: We're pretty inside. Pretty All chilly. right. So, I'm doing Nadezhda Dorova, and she is <laughs> Kaylee's face. She's just like, who? She is uh, a badass woman from Russia during the, the, the Napoleonic Wars.
0: <laughs> the Napoleonic Wars?
1: Yep. So, <laughs> Kaylee's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um So, these are Russian names, uh and I'm going to try my absolute hardest. So, uh N- Nadest Nadezda Dorova was born uh, to a wealthy mother called Alekdondra Alexandrova and an officer Andrei Dorov. And um her mother actually threw her out of a moving carriage as a baby because she didn't want a daughter. Same um, so, uh, Nadesta d- does eventually write a memoir, so I have a couple quotes from her memoir. Yes. My mother, who disliked me from the bottom of her heart, deliberately, deliberately did everything, it seemed, that would strengthen an unbounded passion for freedom and a military life. She wouldn't let me walk in the garden, she wouldn't let me be away from her for even half an hour. I had to sit in her bedroom and make lace. She herself taught me to sew, to knit, and seeing that I had neither the desire nor the ability for this sort of work, that in my hands everything tore or broke, she became angry, lost control of herself, and beat me very painfully on the hands. So at 18, uh, Nadezda uh, married um, a sorrowful judge, and they had a son called Ivan in 1803. At 18. 18, okay. And she actually, when she writes her memoirs, she doesn't mention them. She Her husband and son? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Same. In September... 17th, My husband and son? Never, it, heard, of <laughs> never, never heard, heard of it. Never heard of him. <laughs> on September 17th in 1809, she put on a Cossack uniform and ran away to enlist as a man in the russian Light cavalry throughout the Napoleonic Wars. She looked too young to get a promotion, and she tried to escape a colonel's daughter that fell in love with her, and she was actually wounded during the Battle of Borodino and continued to serve until ordered to heal. So she... Uh, enlisted in the uh, Russian cavalry, um, was fighting via, on horse and was disguised as a man. She, I think, bound her breasts and cut her hair, and she was like super, super into the uh, fighting the Napoleon fighting Napoleon uh, at this time,
0: which was oh
1: Napoleonic Napoleonic. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that would, that would be it.
0: First Napoleon from again France.
1: Yes. Okay. So she was born at an army camp in Kiev um and she um as a child her favorite toy was an unloaded gun the anyone? russian are really intense <laughs> they're really intense people um but she fought in the major russian engagements of the 1806 1807 prussian campaign during those two battles she saved the lives of two fellow russian soldiers the first was an enlisted man who fell off his horse on the battlefield and suffered a concussion she gave him first aid under heavy fire and brought him to safety as the army around them, as the army retreated around them. The second was an officer unhorsed but uninjured, um, so the horse was hurt but not him. Um, three French dra- dragoons were closing in on him. Uh, she couched her lance and scattered the enemy. Then, against regulations, she let the officer borrow her own horse to hasten his retreat, which left her more vulnerable to attack. During the campaign, she wrote a letter to her family explaining her disappearance. They used their connections in a desperate attempt to locate her. The rumor of an uh, of an Amazon in the army reached Tsar Alexander I, who took personal inf- uh, interest. Durova's chain of command reported that her courage was peerless. Summoned to the palace at St. Petersburg, she impressed the Tsar so much that he awarded her the cross of St. George and promoted her to lieutenant. Did
0: there's a woman at that time? I'm
1: pretty sure at this point they knew that okay. she was a woman, and Tsar Alexander I was like... Fuck yeah. Uh, The story was that there was a heroine in the army with the name of Alexander Sokolov, who had become well-known by that time. So the Tsar awarded her a new pseudonym, Alexandrov, based on her own name. Dorova's youthful appearances hurt her chance for promotion, and in an era when Russian officers were expected to grow a mustache, she looked like a boy of 16. Uh, She transferred away from the Hussars in order to avoid the colonel's daughter, who had fallen in love with her. Durova saw action,
0: <laughs>
1: what? thinking she was a man, but um there may have been some other oh, no. things that happened during that time. Um, Durova saw action again during the invasion of Russia in 1812. She bought, she fought at the Battle of, oh gosh, Sm- Smolensk, S M O L E N S K, Smolensk. Nope, Kaylee's just like nope. During the Battle of Corradinio, a cannonball wounded her in the leg, but she continued serving full duty for several days in tor- until her command ordered her to recuperate. Oh my god. She retired from the army in 1816 uh, with the equivalent of Captain Lieutenant. Um, yeah, and she uh, uh, later went on to write her memoir, which was called The Calvary Maiden. Um, and <laughs> this was really short, but she's a fucking badass.
0: Amazing.
1: Um, yeah, let me see if I have anything else on her. Uh After the military, she moved home in 1816, wrote The Cavalry Maiden 20 Years Later. Um, and she wrote, um, also about, um, Russian history and different other short stories. Uh, and after she, um, retired, she lived in Yelabuga. <laughs> Yelabuka? Is that what you said? <laughs> Yelab- Yelabuka? Y-E-L-A-B-U-G-A. Uh, and she died in 1866 at the age of 83, which is also wild for that time. Did
0: she ever go back to her husband and
1: son? I don't think so. And she was buried with full military honors. Wow. And she uh, inspired um, many things, including an opera, a play, and an operetta, which later turned into a film. Um, but the opera's called Nadezda Derova, the play is called A Long Time Ago, and the operetta is Husser Ballad. Wow! And she challenged, she super challenged social norms, um, obviously, and she, I think it's a huge, huge deal that she was recognized by Tsar Alexander I. Yeah. And he was like, oh, here's a new pseudonym, so you can continue being a badass. That's... Yeah, I love her so much. And, um... I'm gonna be honest, uh, I was inspired to do her because I'm currently in a class about Russian history and two guys did the presentation on her in class and it was pretty Bad. disappointing. I
0: remember you told me about yeah, that. Yeah, I texted
1: you and I was like, the most badass woman is being talked about right now. And they're just like, oh, I don't know, she challenged social norms. And I'm like, taking it for like She limit. was a war hero <laughs> in
0: 1806. Libed credit wouldn't you think yeah for sure out of all the possible limits that you could take though why would you fucking take russian literature
1: well it's a four thousand level class too so it's
0: like yeah so i don't know you would think that they were like history majors or something i think it was
1: one of the few few classes that were like super left open oh well obviously <laughs> <laughs> i'm super enjoying the class <laughs> um i just wish that i had chosen that presentation i just didn't know that that was what it was gonna uh, open up to
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But now yeah. I win because my presentation's a podcast heard all over the world.
0: Ooh. <laughs> <What? What? laughs> yeah, I I have to. Well, for extra credit for my cell biology course, I can like make like an educational thing, mm-hmm. um, and like I can say like I can decide like who I want my target demographic to be. Mm-hmm. And so she was like my professor. She's like. So if you like want kids to learn about it, like I would make like a cute little book, or like if you want, like, like just don't make a fucking PowerPoint. Probably yeah, basically. Yeah. And she was like, "You can make a podcast," and I was like, "My girl Shannon, you <laughs> said I got you." It's, like I'm gonna make the most bo ass podcast.
1: Oh my god, amazing! Because
0: I already do. Mm-hmm.
1: Peace, peace, peace.
0: I did put that podcast on my grad school resume.
1: Did you really? Yeah. Nice.
0: Not on my, like, actual job. I have two resumes going right now. Podcast and for- grad school and job. Nice. Because I need to get into both. I took the GRE on Friday. Yes, fuck yeah. You yeah. got a three. What'd you get? Um, I got a 158 and a 153, which I heard is decent. Nice. So probably we'll retake it again and actually study for it. Maybe. Maybe and not. I say that.
1: um also it snowed the morning of your GRE so and I
0: was like wow I was stressed about just like taking the GRE but now I'm stressed about actually driving to the GRE (laughs) yeah yeah that was very shitty I like showed up and they hadn't shoveled their parking lot yet oh god like somebody was. Was shoveling. It at the high school? No, no, no. It was at like this business on Lemon oh. and it's they like are a professional like test proctoring business. Is that a thing? And, yeah, and they like I couldn't see where to pull in, <laughs> and so I like whipped around, parked at like the Caribou Einstein's. Then I pulled up the address on Google Maps and I looked at a picture of the business when it was summer like zooming in. Like, There's the driveway. Okay.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> so
0: I blasted it. Luckily I was early. I left like half an hour early. Just
1: to get down the hill.
0: Mm-hmm. And I still got there in like 17 minutes. So nice. My good old Buick didn't roll down 21st this time.
1: Was 21st paved or er, uh, plowed? Yeah. Uh, okay. It was
0: fine by then. I left out like.
1: See, I had the brilliant idea of trying to get up Lake Ave at nine AM. That didn't happen.
0: What
1: the fuck? <laughs> yeah, That's I why? I, How? I I don't I, I don't know. I turned around. Also, there was a school bus stuck on Masaba, and I had to call my mom because I was like, I just need you to talk to me right now, so I don't kill myself. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Your turn. <laughs> my turn. Alrighty, friends. So uh, I uh. Chose Lupita Nyong'o. Yes! Oh my god! Yeah, um, god damn yeah. it! <laughs> uh, I I'm very excited about her because. So this is kind of related to like um my person last episode Rose McGowan um content warning sexual harassment and the stuff with Harvey Weinstein but um. I talked about, like, Rose McGowan's harassment allegations, and I really think it's important to give Lupita Nyong'o some time on this podcast as well. I've learned some really different viewpoints about the Twitter blackout that I participated in two weeks ago, basically saying, like, so, like, Rose McGowan, like, headed the Twitter blackout right And it, like, a lot of people didn't sign on. Um, but it basically, a lot of people also said, like, hey, this might not be productive because, like, women of color's voices are silent so often anyway. Yeah. So we really can't afford to just, like, blackout Twitter because, like, uh, it's not going to do anything because people barely listen to us anyway. So we need to, like, be given more of a platform. Yeah. So it would have been cool if, like, the people, like, Rose McGowan, like, leading the Twitter blackout would have been, like, White ladies Twitter blackout. Yeah, then let's amplify these voices of women of color. Oh, um, yeah. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. And literally, like the day after we recorded the episode last week, Rose McGowan said like some really problematic shit yeah, on she, Twitter, and I was she outed herself
1: as like, super problematic, right?
0: And I was just like, fuck Ah, of course. One day after I, like, worked super, super hard to, like, put together shit on her, um, and she, she basically is like, hey, I'm learning and all this, this is a really, like, troubling time for me, which I understand, but she compared, like, being a woman to being black. Oh, God. Like, those are things you can't really compare, and, um she was like somebody said something negative about women and she was like people would be blowing up over this if it was if you replaced women with the n-word and i was like rose girl what are you doing Oh God. so it's a real bummer it's not like a bummer but the thing is like she has a lot of learning since she's like at the forefront of this movement now and she like spoke at like the women's convention and stuff and so she's like saying these really powerful things which is good. Hopefully she can connect to white women more, Um, but she really needs to let uh, women of color have a voice in this situation too. So I chose um, Lupita um, because I want to talk more about uh, women of color in this situation um, and elevate all the cool amazing things that Lupita Nyong'o has done Um, I love her so much it would be super unfair if I only talked about her in the context of these recent developments so I'm just going to talk about her life growing up and then just kind of touch on um, this really amazing uh, op-ed piece she wrote for the New York Times about um, the shit with Harvey Weinstein who just an update. Uh, he is, calls himself a, a sex addict now and checked himself out of rehab after just one after week.
1: After one week. Yeah. Which just kind of sounds like a vacation.
0: It really does. Like, somebody tweeted, they were like, why, uh, if, like, if Harvey Weinstein's a sex addict, then why, like, are all of these accusations only coming up with, like, women, like, 18 to 25, like, when he's in a, like, position of power and all these things. It's like, dude, you're not a sex addict, you're a sexual predator. Yeah. Moving on. Love Lapita Nyango and I'm really excited to celebrate her accomplishments and the really cool things she keeps on doing. So, with that, um... Lupina Nyong'o was born in Mexico City. Um, Her parents are Kenyan. Their names are Dorothy and Peter. Um, Her dad is a college professor, and then he um, has become a politician, done work in politics. She has Kenyan and Mexican citizenship, um, five other brothers and sisters, and... Um, has lived in both Mexico and Kenya. So she actually has, like, a very extensive education because she kind of comes from a family of academics and mm-hmm. artists, so that's where she kind of got her foundation in the arts. So, um, she, her father was a minister for medical services in the Kenyan government, and he was a visiting lecturer in Mexico City, and that's when she was born. Her family had been living in Mexico uh, for three years, so she was born in Mexico. Is she
1: part Mexican, or is she, they were just living there?
0: Um, She's a Kenyan, a Mexican actress. She, like, one of her things is that she identifies with being Kenyan Mexican, even though oh. I, I don't really think she actually, like...
1: They were just maybe just they're living there for Mm -hmm. academic purposes or something. Yeah. So
0: she like what she's not actually
1: because you don't if you can you get citizenship just by being born there. So
0: right, right. And she identifies with being Mexican and Kenyan. Okay. Her name Lupita is a Spanish name, but yeah, she's not like what genetically Mexican, but culturally, so she identifies with that. Um, when she was less than one year old, they moved back to Kenya because her dad was, um, appointed a professor at the University of Nairobi, and she grew up in Kenya. She said her upbringing was just, like, middle class, suburban. Uh, when she was 16, she was back to Mexico to learn Spanish. Um, and then her family had to move from Kenya due to political unrest. So... She went to school at Saint Mary's School in Nairobi, where she received what's called an IB diploma, which is like a bac- like yeah. a bachelor's degree the international international Baccalaureate Baccalaureate. diploma program.
1: Yeah, is that what you get in high school? I feel like you can get that in high school, and you basically have like all your gen eds done and everything. Well, that's an associate's. No, but you do it while you're still in high school.
0: Yeah, an IB. Is a bachelor an international bachelor's degree? Because like I no
1: like I feel like a friend did this when I was in high school. So I did like PSEO, but mm-hmm. he did IB, which meant that he took the college classes, but he took them at his high school. And well, then so when he yeah, went yes. into high, when he went to college, he was a junior.
0: Interesting.
1: So you like basically had an associate's degree. I don't know. It's like super intense. Sorry. Anyway,
0: that's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I she has an ib diploma that d- and it says it's a two year educational program primarily aimed at 16 to 18 year olds so yes, yes i understand what you're saying so then she got her ib diploma when they're in insanely hard in 2001 okay so yeah she got that. she's smart as hell yeah 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 she got that when um she was 18 yeah so that's a mm-hmm. big deal i like couldn't even feed myself when i was 18 so <laughs> That's great. Then she went to college in the United States. She went to um, Hampshire College um, in Massachusetts, which is a private liberal arts uh, school. And then she went to Yale School of Drama. Yeah. Yep. Her degree from Hampshire College was Film and Theater Studies, and then she went to Yale Drama School. Um, When she did that... So she, like... um, Worked just, like, as a, on the production crew for a lot of uh, productions. Um, and, but, so she did that. She was working just in, like, production. Mm-hmm. She directed, like, music videos and stuff. And then when she enrolled herself in the master's program at Yale School of Drama, she um, was in performances like Taming of the Shrew, Winter's Tale... Um, she won this award called the Herschel Williams Prize for Acting Students with Outstanding Ability in 2011 through the 2012 academic year. And then immediately after after she graduated with her masters from Yale, she landed her like breakthrough role, which was in 12 Years of Slave, which you have probably yes. heard of, right? oh uh, like yes, of course. In 2013, um, which if you haven't seen it, it's wonderful. It tells um about Solomon Northrop, who was a freeborn African American man in upstate New York, who was kidnapped and sold into slavery in Washington D.C. in 1841. So Youngo played Patsy, who's also a slave and works with North Northup um, at a Louisiana cotton plantation. She won so many awards for this role. Um, many people have said like this is like the most crazy, huge, big screen like debut ever imaginable for somebody. Yeah. Like it was like one day like nobody knew who Lupita Nyango was, and then the next day like everyone, did, yeah, because she was wonderful. Yeah, this performance. Oh yeah, I
1: remember when they were when she just like appeared out of nowhere, and I was yeah, like, fuck, was just,
0: like who is this like beautiful woman? She wore like this. I think it was when she wore like the yellow dress to the Academy I was
1: just yeah. I was just googling for that dress. I was like, I can't remember what color it was. Beautiful.
0: She and then there was also this dress that had like pearls all over all of it. And did that dress get stolen? I don't know. Did it? I don't know. I'm I pretty it. sure. Did I remember that? Was it the
1: yellow? And it was the yellow dress that was mm-hmm. big
0: victim. Yeah, but she won. She was nominated for a Golden Globe Award, um, two SAG Awards, um, that she won, and then she won, um. The Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress, where she was the sixth black actress to win the award, the first African actress to win that award, the first Mexican to win the award, the first Kenyan actress to win an Oscar, Bark. like, and she also became the 15th actress to win an Oscar for a debut performance, so, wow. Um, She also was in Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, which came out in 2015 as Mas um, um, which was a CGI character mm-hmm. and they used like the motion capture technology so it still kind of like had her um, okay. expressions and stuff. Um, she... Uh, said that she wanted to play a role where her appearance was not relevant and that the acting provided a different challenge from her role as Patsy. So, like, she picked that role because it would be so different than, like, what she knew she was already good at. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, She has been nominated for Best Supporting Actress in the Saturn Awards and Visual Performance in the MTV Movie Awards for this role. Um, Yes. And so now she... Um, is doing a bunch of, like, little roles in a uh, place called Eclipse. Um, she's won, she's been nominated for a Tony for that award. Um, she's written uh, in Lenny Letter, which we've talked about in this podcast before. She voiced, um, the mother wolf who adopts Mowgli in, uh, um, The Jungle Book, which came out in 2016, which was a oh, wonderful yeah. movie. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> um I heard it was like I know it was like really pretty. It was beautiful. So amazing. Um she's in the Queen of Katwe um about which is a biopic about um this young chess prodigy from Uganda. She also is rumored to be uh reprising her ro- role in The Last Jedi. In 2017, they're like pretty sure this has happened, but mm-hmm. I mean, I would I don't know why it wouldn't be happening, but mm-hmm. um, it still says so rumored. Um, and then also, she's gonna be in the new Black Panther movie, Ugh. which is gonna be bomb as fuck. like, comes out February 16th, 2018. They're already doing like their Comic Con. Um, appearances and stuff. It has, like, Michael B. Jordan in it. Um, Angela Bassett. It's gonna be so good. I am shook just thinking about it. Um, yes. So that's me. A really big deal. Um, yeah. And she just, like, does a bunch of really cool, like, charity work. Um, like, for like trusts and historical historic preservation um she launched in an, a uh anti poaching campaign um to prevent like ivory how do i phrase this yeah
1: ivory poaching from yeah um, yeah yeah from
0: uh, rhinos and elephants and then she did that in april 2016 she uh, partnered with kenya wildlife service to um do that because they did like this ivory burn, um, that April. So Nice. they burned 105 tons of ivory and rhino ho- horn to demonstrate their zero tolerance approach to approach to poachers and smugglers, um, who are threatening the survival survival of elephants and rhinoceroses. Fuck all those poachers. Um, yes. She has been on the cover of, like, Vogue magazine, and The L and just Vanity Fair, just these, like, beautiful, amazing covers that, like, when you see them, you're just like, oh. Um, She is super eloquent in her writing, where you can see it in her op-ed piece, where she speaks out about Harvey Weinstein, and I'm not going to go super far into it, but she details, like, her um, encounters with him, and what happened um when she was intimidated and assaulted by him um so yes she read that article it came out last week on the New York Times um yes and that's really what I have I think um Lavida Nyango is so, so awesome. And I look forward to seeing her do many, many more amazing, cool roles and challenging herself and all of these cool roles. And also, she is like fashion goals. Oh, so I yeah. just want to throw that out there because, like, These dresses that she wears. The yellow. I still can't stop thinking about the yellow. Man. Yes. So, Lupita Nyong'o. badass woman in history, in current times on this podcast. And I love her. And I hope she continues to speak out about this bullshit with Harvey Weinstein. And I hope that more white women who have this platform um, use this time to elevate. The voices of women of color a little bit better too. Yeah, awesome, nice. That's us for the week. Yeah, um, I don't know. What Do you have anything else to add?
1: I don't think so. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, please, please, please. Please, if you still like us, we hope you do. Hit that five stars and then, Royal like Karys and Kaylee. Howdy. Um, and maybe we'll start uh shouting out people who write reviews on the pod. Yeah,
0: I'd love to shout out people. Um, and even if you think there's something that we could do better, please let yeah. us know.
1: Um, we I'm at charismatics on everything,
0: I'm at straight out of flake with an eight,
1: straight out of flake with an eight.
0: And uh, you can find me on insta at underscore Kaylee Christen. and you can see my. Dank Halloween costume from last night.
1: It was it was pretty good. I was screaming a lot. Yes. Not out of fear.
0: It was just <laughs> scary. <laughs> Asher and I were, uh, Carrie Brownstein and Fred Armisen from Portlandia, and their skit where they uh, put a bird on put it. Put a bird on it! On everything. Oh, it just it's just, like, my
1: favorite skit ever.
0: It's so funny. Um... And everybody, had, like, there were like two people at paddle who actually knew, like, what they were. And they, like, called us Did they, like, and lose carry. their shit? They called us Fred and Carrie, and we were like, holy shit, we oh, got yeah. it. And, you know, even though a lot of people didn't, like, recognize it, and we explained it. Like, once we explained it, they were like, oh, that's dope as fuck. And we were like, thanks. It literally took, like, 10 minutes to throw together and no money. Nice. So I am so here for that. God bless. Right? Oh, my God already
1: well Well, make sure to check out andy at mindful practice Uh, and her again her phone number is 218 461 7792 get y'all some lashes
0: yeah visit her at the color lounge it'll be great highly recommend love you all so much i hope you have a good safe halloween and next two weeks Alrighty. Bye. bye